lot of people in our community are getting a little anxious because they are not seeing enough of the progress they thought they would have seen at this point. Let's not disappoint them and let's not get to a place where voters in Georgia begin to second guess. Okay, let me respond. I've I, I got I to go. Let me respond. There's a lot to respond to here. Let's get something straight. You shouldn't be disappointed. What I've done so far is more than anybody else has done this far. Okay, number one. Number two, I mean what I say when I say it. I mean what I say when I say it. I'm the only person who's ever run on three platforms that I was told could not possibly win the election. And I never ceased from it. One was on restoring the soul of this country because of what I saw happen in Charlottesville. That was it. No one else was talking about it. The words of presidents matter. Nobody else, no progressive was talking about it. I did. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> <Black Masters. laughs> Some of my <laughs> uh, that was that was President elect Joe Biden, you know what I'm saying? And um, You sure that was you sure that wasn't President Trump? Hey, bro. It sounded kind of like hey. him. You didn't hear a stutter on Joe Biden. <laughs> he didn't have, he didn't have he, a single. He took stutter, it. He bro. took it. Hooked on phonics, racism class, man. He oh. came at it. Hooked on so, phonics, uh, the white supremacy edition. <laughs> well, let, let, let's introduce ourselves, my brother. This is uh, for those that don't know. Welcome this week in white supremacy. Um, my name is Jasiri X. I am the CEO and co-founder of One Hood Media. Um, the man to my 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 left or right. Mr. NLS, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, it is Treble NLS, Never Lose Sight. You know what I'm saying? The Neighborhood Alchemist. And according to Jasiri, One Hood's Hippie. One Hood, the One Hood Hippie. <laughs> and, um, you know. Yeah, you know, once again, it's the one of the twins. You know, she's <laughs> whipping the wop. The fuck with my twin, you'll get shot. Oh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Like Full time super part time hater. So don't stop the show. You know what I'm saying? It's your girl Ooh. here. It's what it do. She came through with the vibes too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you can just speak up a little bit, Miracle is a little bit. Rook is loud, so you got to be a little bit, a little bit louder. It's the balance, it's the balance. You know the yin okay. and the yang. You know what I'm the saying? Yin and the it so, was um, light. I'm dark, you know. You got the black hair, got the blonde hair. You know what I'm saying? He got the white shades. I got the black shades. You know. Uh, hey. All right. Well, we're glad to have you back in the city, Miracle. <laughs> we're glad. We're glad that you're you're safe in the city. And, um, obviously, um, it's it's cut up time. Um, I mean, that was, you know, um. Don't, you know that was that was our president-elect Joe Biden with you know basing his voice for the black uh, civil rights leaders. Uh, we thought it was you know something that you know we we should um, kind of have a conversation about. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. At the top of the show, I mean we talked about Trump a lot. You know what I'm saying? And we and, and rightfully so. Um, right. But it was kind of wild to see um, you know uh, to hear you know Joe Biden really you know put a lot of bass in his voice when talking to these black people like he was really tired. Um, of, of, of hearing it. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like he was saying, look, listen, I said your silly slogans. They told me I wasn't going to win, and I did. You know what I'm saying? What, what more do you want from me? He came in saying, I'm the only president to run on three platforms. Yeah. <laughs> three. He reminded you, niggas. 
Don't forget what Joe Biden, what Sleepy Joe, what Uncle Joe did for you. Hey, he, hey, he was not sleepy in that call. Like, he said I was on Tidal, Spotify, and Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> he got a mixtape coming out next Friday. Three platforms. Everybody. No, it's just it's funny because like like I said, and then he was like, "Well, first of all, well, I got to go." You know what I'm saying? I, I got to leave right now. Said, you know Hold on, let me tell you something before I leave, though, nigga. Let me let me, let me share something with you before I leave. That was that was Joe talking to what was the dude's name? Corn Pop. That was like his corn, pop, his corn pop smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, Joe went back to the Wilmington hood when he was around all the black people at the pool. You know what I'm saying? Listen, like, hold up. Man, but before I go, let me tell y'all something about Joe <laughs> Biden. Let me tell you something right now, nigga. Let me tell you what Joe Biden did. You know what I'm saying? No president. Not even Barack. Right? Not even Obama. Not even Barry voted for. No president. Um. So yeah, it was kind of you know. So maybe I don't know. We're gonna start up. What the fuck did Joe Biden do now? Let, we hope. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> we hope we don't gotta go there. But I man, nobody hey, him hey, out, hey, 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 no, hey, no hey. Said nobody said. Y'all said that man talks to you crazy, right? And right. then right. Um, Al Al Sharpton said it was a productive meeting. Um, you know, Nikki Joe said, "Where's the link?" If you go online, it's like leaked audio. Um, of the meeting between Joe Biden. This happened last week, and um. And black civil rights leaders. So Al Sharpton was there. The brother from the NAACP was there. Um, I believe the brother from the Urban League was there. You know what I'm saying? And and, and Joe Biden they got was front row seats to the disrespect. They got Joe front was, row seats to the smoking section. Joe, Joe was not feeling none of them. Yep, yeah, yeah. Joe came. Joe, Joe, Joe came. Came. I thought I was in the basement. You thought. You thought. <laughs> you thought. I am in the White House now, and you will deal with me. All and, this disrespect. A hundred percent. That was blessing, Joe. And I and I think like for black people, and it was wild because the the person who asked him the question, and I I don't know, I don't know if it was a guy from the NAACP, but he was just kind of saying like, "Hey, man, like we're concerned about Georgia. We're concerned about like not losing black people in this moment." And you know that's kind of the black experience with voting. This is why it's so hard to even convince black people to go to the polls because a lot of times black people will say straight up like they use you to get elected. And then as soon as they get elected, you know, they flip the script. You know what I'm saying? And so it is kind of wild to see, like, Joe was all kind and soft and, you know what I'm saying, thanking black people. And and I don't know where it was. Kamala on the call? I don't know um, if she was even going to call. There's no way she could have been invited on that. <laughs> I, I think she was on the call, though. I think she was, was there, she? though. I, I she think was she was she was Right. She ain't say nothing. And them other black people ain't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? So... It is it is kind of interesting to to see, you know what I'm saying? And so we'll we'll see if that continues or if there's a possibility, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, because I think like right now for organizers, we understand that. We understand like one, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, it, we gotta get Warnock and, and and what's the other dude's name, Miracle? Asa. Ossoff in office, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, to have power to pass some certain things. They also said, um, um, Joe Biden said he's not doing a lot of executive orders. He's not That's doing that. Still behind Ice Cube. <laughs> Ice Cube laughing at y'all niggas right now. <laughs> Ice Cube, you know what? Ice Cube about the views. That's the intro to his next album. Like I don't talk to y'all. Black people. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be a new fucking police right there, man. Like cute should. Kanye's going to produce it, you know? Lil Pump's going to be on the hook. Oh, he said Lil Pump. I mean, yeah. Lil Pump's going to be... 
Man. Like, I, don't think, I mean, you know, like, you know, I, I, I would love, I don't know if y'all know, and, and Black Seeds might know. Seeds, you might know. You might be able to reach Q. I would love to have a conversation with Ice Cube, man, because I have literally three million questions for this dude. <laughs> Question one is, why are you speaking to the Zionists of America um, with Donald Trump on the bill? Like, you and Trump are speaking at this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to ask, but I think, like, to me, I mean, you know, I, and, I, and I, you know, I, I think if Ice Cube wants help or needs help, reach out to people that are active in organizing and doing those different things like that. If you're not that, then, man, you know, I have an issue with why are you the spokesperson and where are the people that helped you put this plan together and what is it ultimately going to do? So, I, I mean, we talked and about where that was before, Ice you know? Cube for Brandon Bernard when we were trying to save that black man's life? You know, that's, that's also questions. But, you know... I'm an angry black woman, so let me just sit over here. No, you know, Miracle, I think, you know, we want to start because, and and it's interesting we start, you know, sometimes, you know, like, you know, people will watch the show and feel like there is some type of partisan. Are are y'all, yeah, y'all froze up for a second. I don't know if your internet is not good. Over in Bloomcraft, I don't know of the snow. Maybe it's y'all. Where are we going? We talk about white supremacists. Now they're going to know where we are. The office. Oh, oh, my fault. My fault. I mean, they ain't going to be able to get there. They got mad snow to get to. Listen, white supremacy supremacy thrive in the snow. Thrive because it's white. (laughs) This is is the best time. It's all white outside. But no, they got camouflage. They got got nature's camouflage. Camouflage. Look at you. Look at you. so inappropriate. So look, so but it's Wait, interesting that we did not condone the statements. You about to cancel us, <laughs> Farouk has canceled every episode. Imagine what I could do with some thought behind it. Uh, yeah, now nah, Ice Cube was not the only one to come out and speak for black people. That is not that is not accurate. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I know we I know we heard Ice Cube. I know we saw Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? But Ice Cube was not the only one. It was a lot of people not only coming out to speak for black people, but organizing black people on the ground um, mm-hmm. and, and, and different communities. So I know Ice Cube's a celebrity. I know he's a rapper. I know we like his albums, but let's not try to give him the credit as being the only one to speak for black people. Like, come on, we can't we can't do that. While we raising the work black and Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and, and speaking of speaking of that, because you know, we wanted to start with this situation that happened in Chicago. Um, right. because and, and speaking of, you know, um kind of like progressive, you know, Chicago elected a, a black um, um queer woman as mayor, uh Lori Lightfoot. And a lot of people, you know, I remember the day she got elected, people was applauding, people was clapping, people was like, a black queer woman got elected mayor. This is significant, this is historic, and not saying that it wasn't. But I remember, you know, um, 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 Charlene Carruthers, who uh, used to used to run um, um, BYP 100 in Chicago, coming out and saying, "This is not something we should be celebrating. This is not somebody who's progressive on the issues." And we've seen Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot be as far from progressive, um, and, and now we see her adopting the same thing that Rahm Emanuel did. Rahm Emanuel, when he was mayor of Chicago, of course, tried prevented for a year. The video of Laquan McDonald from coming out, um, who was a young black man that was murdered in Chicago on video by Chicago police. I think he he might have had a knife. I don't know what it was, but he got shot 16 times, you know, and Rahm Emanuel suppressed that video so he could be reelected for mayor. Now we had a black woman um, in Chicago um, and this happened in February. 
um, yeah. in February in Chicago. Um, she was, I wanted to get her name, Anjanette Young, um, who was basically, uh, you know, this is a, uh, a Breonna Taylor situation, was alone in her home. She was went, went to go, you know, chains to go to bed. Police kicked down her door and, and basically handcuffed her while she was naked in her house. Come to find out that once again, police had the wrong house, you know, harassed a woman who did nothing, committed no crime. Thankfully, she escaped alive. But was, you know, was, was, you know, negatively impact, obviously, by the situation, humiliated by the police. If you could imagine. Yeah, being, say that's, that's the very least. Like, she, you know, that, that's a lot of trauma right there. And then to be humiliated naked where you're literally, you know, you're stripped of all your dignity. You know, on camera. On camera and in your own home where you're supposed to feel safe. Like, you know, you, you're not going to be able to go into, you know, your bedroom or your kitchen and experience the same joy or safety in that situation, especially after it's been, you know, dashed off and booted to shreds and everything like that. And then to, then you're chained up and naked in your own place. Like, you got to move at the very least. You know what I mean? Just to ha establish yeah. some sort of normalcy. You know what I mean? And, it, and they're and not it, consoling her at all. They're just like yelling at her, like, stop, calm down, ma'am. Stop freaking out, ma'am. And it's like, bro, yeah, how would you react? Like, you know what I'm saying? Calm down. And you you can't. And, you know, we're not going to show the video because we don't, you know. Yeah. It, it's certain, it's certain video, talking about it. Yeah, certain videos, right. It, right. It, it's traumatic just thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and what was, what was I thought was also was interesting about the story. Now, I mean, of course, like the inhumane way she was treated. But it said that um, it said that um, th that um, it said even though the raid happened nine months ago, it wasn't until after CBS 2 broke the online story Tuesday morning that the Civilian Office of Police Accountability contacted Young. In an email to her attorney, the agency wrote they've opened an investigation into her case. So they, they didn't open an investigation into the case until nine months later. And yeah, the only it, reason they opened they an investigation is because the news reported on it. And that's it. Like, they were completely complicit and okay with just acting like this didn't happen. This was a regular Tuesday for them. Like, this is just right. another day, you know. And uh, the thing is, is this is why we chat about all the time defund is going to lead to, in our opinion, abolish. That's what we want because this, the, the, there's no sustainability to this. These practices are, whether you have a black mayor, whether you have a Latinx mayor, whether you have an indigenous mayor, it's not. The, the, the color of the person is in the office. It's the training. It's the historical practices. It's the pathology behind all of these behaviors. It's for now is that policing is violent towards people of the global majority, and the response to poverty is more police. So if you if you're both a black or brown person and in poverty, police are a death sentence for you. That's why we're not talking about just uh, you know uh, defund overnight. Right. We want defunding to eventually lead to abolishing. Abolition is what our end goal is. And this, if for reasons like this, how many times have we seen this happen in 2020? How many times have we seen it? just in 2020 alone? Exactly. 2020 alone. And then to make matters even worse, they said that the person they were actually looking for was on house arrest, had an anklet and everything, something that could be traced and tracked. And this they is still went in the wrong house. This is a combination of Breonna Taylor and Sean Bell. Right. You, you were going to say something, Miracle? Like the insidiousness of repeatedly coming after black women in their homes is this legacy of yeah. even it's just unconscionable that this is happening 
over and over again and again. And then for folks who wonder why we take to the streets to wonder why we actually protest, it's because this is what gets results. Mm -hmm. right. If I was the police chief and I saw this video, I wouldn't be waiting nine months to do an investigation. I won't be waiting nine months to talk to Miss Young, right? I would be doing like something must have happened. Let me figure it out. Let me get in front of this communication. But when you have positions of power when you are invested in keeping empire and hating on black and brown people you don't care because you don't view us as human and this goes again to our first episode who is your black friends who are your brown friends because some of them just want the the protection um right. of white supremacy because they don't have the complexion for it mm. and so that's what we we always be pushing like it's just not white people who are white supremacists a hundred percent. And right, because it was, you know, Mayor Lori Lightfoot actually tried to prevent the news from showing the video. Like, at, like same way Rahm Emanuel tried to suppress the video for Laquan McDonald that they actually had to sue to finally get that shown. L Mayor Lori Lightfoot also tried to suppress this video to prevent the news from showing it. So once again, like you said, here's a here's a black woman. Here's a quote, you know, quote unquote Democrat. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time. Just because you black, just because you Democrat, just because you identify as queer, does not make you somebody that is, is not a white supremacist. I mean, she is, you know, to, in, in my mind, despite what she, you know, those identifications, she's a white supremacist because that's kind of how how she's behaving. So she came out the day and apologized. You know, um, it's what's your apology going to do? Right, to undo the situation. Yeah, and not Nine only months? that, which that's whole child. Nine that's months later. <laughs> What'd you say? Miracle? A whole conception later. Right? <laughs> A whole child later. Right. And you it's like me. you're gonna apologize now. And it's like, you know, somebody that like it's like you're not apologizing because you're sorry, you apologize because you got caught. Mm -hmm. Like let, let's keep it real. I say this virtually every episode, and I see Nikki Joe going in down Nikki there. <laughs> yeah, right? Like Nikki, yo, Nikki is always saying that shit. But niggas hate white supremacy because they're jealous of it. That, I mean, that's, you know, that's what really we come to and then we see this all the time is just that, like, these purveyors of white supremacy, I'm par I heard the series there earlier today on a meeting, I really like how he worded that, so I'm going to steal it and go with it because that's what I do. I take shit that don't belong to me because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse colonialism. <laughs> this week in white supremacy. Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, just another day, innit? <laughs> Walk off with your shit like it's mine. <laughs> but what was the, what was, oh, I'm just not going to Now you drink that. Yeah, what, what were you saying? Mayor of Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, you know, whether it's Lightfoot, whether it's, you know, uh, these so-called been accused of being pandered. We love being pandered, but to by these Democrats, it's like, nah, we understand that whether it's, whether it's blue, red, whatever, however you politically align yourself, yo, you niggas hate white supremacy because you're jealous of it. You want chauvinism for yourself. You want white patriarchy for yourself. You want all of these toxic traits. You want this lineage of... of vile behavior to benefit you and no one else and you're upset so here like, uh, was um what was samuel jackson's character in django or uncle ruckus like that's the type of time you niggas be on and you just Steven. throw on an onk and a, yeah you just throw on an onk and a kufi and a dashiki and you call it you know a whole temporary but it's really just white supremacy that's all that shit is it's like you niggas is fucking frauds man yeah. yeah and i think like i mean it is it's like what are you you know what i'm saying like I mean, I, the reality is like just being black and just, you know, like you said, like 
you know, put we gonna all put black on our Instagram. Like that ain't enough, man. Like, what are you doing to improve the conditions of y'all community? Because we need help in all aspects. And if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to step out there, um, but definitely if you're somebody, if you're gonna put yourself in between the community and some officers that raided the home of a black woman and handcuffed her naked and she didn't do anything wrong. Then you on the side of white supremacy at that point. I mean, it's just it's just point blank period. That's and and we're gonna call it like that, and we're gonna call you a white supremacist if that's what you are. And I think like in this moment, we're seeing like you know you can call yourself a progressive all day, but if you're standing, you know, I mean, you know, and I know we're kind of going a little bit out of order of what we was talking about, but you know, the, the public source just produced a story that talked about the police here in Pittsburgh. And it talked about an officer, one one officer in 10 years had over a hundred complaints over a hundred complaints in a 10-year period and this is an officer that's still on the force and so you're telling me that you know although you know mayor peduto has the power to fire officers you're telling me you don't have the power to fire an officer who has over a hundred complaints and you're just going to allow this person to continue to brutalize and brutalize and brutalize um our community and get away with it you know it was uh, um many of the officers had more than five complaints so what is the process of removing these officers who brutalize our community? So if you're somebody that's going to stand away, I don't care where you live. I don't care where you grew up. I don't care what you're from. I don't care if you had a whole African name. I don't care if it was Musafa. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you are standing in the way or you standing on the side of white supremacy, then that's what you are, you know? Facts. What's the lady, the people in front of the community policing the you the yeah Tiffany yeah what I would like to see Miss Tiffany do now that this report is out you do, know, now now I now I have to email her back thank you you have to email her back why are these what is the issue with these reports right is it something that the community is doing wrong when they report these officers are they saying these officers violated my rights versus this officer pulled me over yelled at me. What is going on for the community policing people? That's what this is. Programs teach people where to go to the police, what the procedures are for the investigation, what the report should look like, right. who should they call. I don't want a conversation about going to a basketball game. 100%. I want a conversation about why, if an officer calls me a racial slur, he's not he or she are not automatically fired or right. suspended. I want to know where where are the rules and conducts of behaviors in your policing agreement so when I when the officer violates my rights, I can go and report them. That's what I want to see. So I hope okay. that Tiffany and wh you know, whoever is in that community policing, whatever it's called, uh, uh, assignment does that work because I'm sick of told we shouldn't protesting where we're going to see look bad. But meanwhile, we have an officer, over 100 complaints. Most, most of these complaints somehow aren't even investigated. They're not even resulting in a penalization. What are we supposed, this is the system we're supposed to trust? Talk that shit. Right. Talk that shit. Right. No. Right. And, and, you know, what's interesting is, like, um, you know, and this was the, the research that was done by Rich Lord at the public source. Appreciate his work. He wasn't allowed to put the names, but they had the officer's number. So, you know, we don't know if this officer is Officer uh, Paul Abel, who was just suspended um, and, and supposedly he's going to be fired again. 
We know Paul Abel is an officer who is a multiple abuser, multiple. And I mean, it's multiple videos of this dude brutalizing folks. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know if, but we also know this is the dude that also makes 150 damn thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know. You know what it makes me think? Absolutely. It makes me think like if they're constantly getting fired and then rehired and then like no punishment beyond being fired is being, you know, administered to these people. It kind of looks like they're doing what they were supposed to be doing. Right. You know, it kind of looks like that was part of their job. The brutalization is part of what they're being trained to do. So there's no real consequence because in a way they're kind of doing what they were told, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly if you find they, you know, a lot of times I'm sure in a 10 year period, this dude was promoted. Whoever this officer was, and we don't know because it's not a name attached, but I'm sure in 10 years he wasn't, you know, he didn't come in in the same way. He probably was promoted. So like you said, if you're getting written up by the public and you're being promoted, nobody's, you know, checking you inside the force. Nobody's really caring, you know, and then just like you said, let's say you're a police officer and you might be on the fence. You can look and say, oh, well, shoot, if I brutalize somebody, nothing's going to happen to me. This dude got a, you know, if somebody complains against me, it's not something I have to worry about. This dude got a hundred complaints and he's still working on the job. I remember, you said, I remember you said when we were in Hawkins Village, common sense legislation is the number one thing that we need here. And yeah. what we need is for these police officers, for these murderers, for these, you know, tyrants, these terrorists, these domestic terrorists, let's call it what it is. Absolutely. For, for them for them to not only walk around with, without impunity, because that's what they've shown that they have. There's a there's a system in place that allows them impunity. But as I was saying earlier, even though we're for abolition of prisons, something needs to there needs to be a penal system in place for these officers to feel the fullest extent of the law because you're supposed to uphold the law. So they should receive the harshest punishments. I even would recommend something in the, in the line of a dishonorable discharge that will prevent right. them from owning firearms, that will prevent them from occupying certain spaces, that will prevent them from holding office and have the civil servitude, uh, there's, there's a test, right, there's something like that, have that stripped away from you. Yeah. All you know, dishonorably on a public platform that would allow us to see, okay, that person right there is a is is a threat to our yeah. human beings. Right Absolutely, there. right. It's and a threat. Great, like I had to do a perp walk, right? I had to walk that shit down. How come these niggas don't have to do that shit? You no, that, that that that's real, and it's like you should be, um, you you should be because you know you're trained, like so right. you, you know you got the training. Uh, you're, 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 you should be held to a higher standard when you violate that training, particularly the responsibility of enforcing the law. You got to uphold the law yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But we see time and time again, not only do police not uphold the law, but a lot of times police are above the law. And then what happens? We have politicians trying to not only protect police, but even give them more money and more resources. You know what I'm saying? And so that's wild as well. You know what I mean? And, and then we see, you know, what we've seen over and over again is like, you know, when we talk about pro, like, you know, what we've seen over and over again, and we saw it in DC this past week, you know, when black people protest, police is out there, you know, militarized up, you know, spraying, you know, all types of stuff at us, throwing tear gas at us, ready to rock. But when white people come out, and are violent. It's like the police are nowhere to be found. Like you can't see them. They're because not the police around. be in the crowd. They be protesting with the white people. That's wild. <laughs> it, it's part of their. You get me? They probably going to Cold Stone Creamery afterwards. You know they giving out bottles of water. 
You know, they doing all kinds of wild fuck. And this is real shit. Like, we've seen police in these situations go get ice cream people, hand out a bottle of water to white could, protesters. Right. Could you imagine what happened? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You want to say something, Miracle? I forgot. I want to say her name was Liv. But you know, if you watch SVU, yeah, Liv. It's yeah, Liv. Yeah, you know what yeah. she say? My, the police are the biggest gang in the world. Facts. You know, Liv said that. And so, no, they're <laughs> not going to, they not going to arrest they, they people. The right. people. Probably ran through this weekend. How they've been running through Portland. The police don't do anything. What trespass, destruction of property, vandalism, right. whatever. Black people just come out. Like there's three of us. There, there go the officers. Oh, following them. It's the right. mob, the gang. Something's about to happen. And next thing you know, bam, tear gas, wa- spray yep. with water. Wa- they have water guns down. Like seriously. Yeah. Ukraine I mean, black I mean, people with water still in 2020. Oh yeah. We, we saw I mean we saw what happened when black when black people and it was it was other people as well just gathered in front of Mayor Paduto's house. And the police came with a violent response to those mm-hmm. protesters that night. Could you imagine if somebody like tried to take some sign down from 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 his house and burn it? Could you imagine the response from people like Philadelphia would be brutal. Right. Change but them. we saw, you know, and if you had that video, John, if you could bring up, we saw the Proud Boys in Washington, D.C. And for those that don't know, because, you know, <clears throat> the Proud Boys had some MAGA march. You know, they all mad because Trump lost. And, you know, they, they had their little march being mad at Trump. But one of the things that they did is they actually ran up to an historically black church in Washington, D.C., took the Black Lives Matter sign from the church um, steps broke the Black Lives Matter sign, and then set it on fire all in front of police, all while nothing and nobody did anything. Here's a little uh, uh, video um, of it. A little larger so we can see the whole thing. I don't know why we can't see it. Okay, there we go. Man, these mayhem. Yeah. Mm. So it just kind of shows you that, like, once again, if that was black people, if we ran up to some Catholic church and took some, I mean, you know, I mean, we talked about it last week about how, like, you know, white people, you know, that's one of the privileges uh, of being white in America, particularly if you're a white man, is you could just be violent. You could be violent. I mean, you know, I, I actually watched um, a video. Remember, we talked about one of the protesters and um, and I think it was Staten Island. He was protesting the fact that he didn't want to close his restaurant before his car. He actually ran a police officer over. He was actually on the Sean Hannity show. Yeah. And they were actually defend, they were like they allowed him a platform to defend him. So these are the same people that be like, we back the blue, we with the cops. But this white dude actually ran a police, had the police on his hood. And I saw Sean Hannity say, Oh, well, you know, it looked like you were just trying to like move him out of your way. Like you weren't. Man, could you, man, one, one, we wouldn't even get a police officer on our hood because we would get shot automatically. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that's the reality that we face. You know what I mean? 
there's this luxury for white people to have cafeteria violence, you know, just kind of pick and choose whatever they want and just go through moving <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know what? This is what I feel like doing today. Buffet. You know? The violence buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you know, like all you can eat, you know, white supremacist buffet of violence, you-, you know. And there was there was another situation like this where there was another restauranter who was like 41 years old who actually was charged with a hate crime. He had like a decommissioned ambulance and he drove it at some black guy and punched him in a parking lot over uh, a beer or something like that. Like, I don't know what is it with these restaurant types right now getting all these hate crimes. You know, stats yeah. yeah, man. Like, you know, they're getting these stats for hate crimes up. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something in the food industry. But geez, like you were these- miracle. Yes. I mean, this is part of the reason why mm-hmm. I now take the approach that I refuse to condemn um, any black person and I refuse to disassociate any black person because we have this whole entire year, no matter what thing a white person has done, no matter how violent, people have gone out of their way to humanize them, support them, protect them, love them, and fundraise for them, right? And it is just mind-blowing because we've watched people get murdered in their cars in Milwaukee in different places because they said the officer was in fear for their lives. Those mm-hmm. the teenagers uh, I forgot what their names are right now they were in the car and those police shot that car up including passengers because they said they were in fear of being ran over but here is this white man for for a business that he has insurance on that the state and the federal government is actually paying him if he closes running over a cop and nothing happens it is infuriating to say the least i thought all lives matter clearly not Mm. Clearly not. Not if they're well, blue. I think, not if I, I they're think blue and, and trying to help help you not get a respiratory virus and a global pandemic. But it's just absolutely ridiculous. And I will say, um, at the end of the day, the end, I we're really, at the end of the day. I we are. <laughs> I don't get it. I really do not get why people are this upset because if you really want to have things open, why not just sit down for two fucking weeks? It's 14 Just days. Just two weeks. It's 14 Like, literally, days. look at Australia, look at New Zealand, look at look at all these other countries. Hey, two but, weeks. But see, this is the problem with that miracle. Just two weeks. But that's not this Merck. Is problem. This is you the can problem. Have all <laughs> we can have tours. We can have concerts right now. Y'all won't sit down for two weeks. Not only that, but I mean, but you know, I mean, I think you, you had... Um, it came up with, hold on. I, I'm sorry. You all, you all broke up a little bit. No, fine. You, yeah, you kind of, you kind of broke up a little bit. Um, but you had today. I mean, you know, it came out today that I guess Trump's whoever the guy from Trump's um, coronavirus task force literally said, if we go into what the fuck did Trump do now, that they were trying to reach what they call herd immunity, that they wanted to try to get millions of children and young adults to get corona so they could get um um some herd immunity it came out today i mean he he basically said we want people to get infected and so this is the same you know president and mentality that you know you have these people who run this this restaurant called the cracked egg in brentwood you know what i'm saying Yo, you know it's crazy i ate there before and i didn't even peep hey bro when man. i was reading the article i looked it up i was like oh no yeah. i want to say this real quick because i thought this was funny when I first was reading this, because I don't read things all the way, I just get the pertinent information. I thought cops were smoking crack. Oh, 
I that's what I thought it was. That's why when you talk about crack this morning, I'm like, who's smoking crack? Like, why are police officers smoking crack? I said, I thought it was. That's what I thought. I thought niggas is out here. You know, hey, hey, I mean, well, you I, I mean, I know you was you was probably, you know. Uh, inhaling some Corona, you know what I'm saying? He was probably inhaling some Corona at Crack Dad because there's there a restaurant that leave, I mean, let's call it what it is. It's white supremacist restaurant. You know, they're doing I some toy sure. drive. So they don't see enough food. food. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Hatred and fascism. Food is dry. But they but for those that don't know this this restaurant in Brentwood, they're doing some toy drive with the Proud Boy. We're trying to say, like, please remove our logo from your racist uh, uh thing. They also are one of these restaurants that's you know refusing to close down, refusing to abide by Governor Wolf's order. And guess who was there? Of course two county sheriffs was there that they took pictures mm. with. And now these sheriffs who are supposed to be essential workers, frontline workers, they're supposed to be protecting themselves. They're supposed to be enforcing these laws. You know what I'm saying? But these sheriffs showed up in uniform to no this man. restaurant and took a picture with the owner. You know what I'm saying? Endorsing the racism, the fascism, and them going against the governor that they're supposed to be serving. What the hell? Whiteness means you can just opt in and out of laws and justice and do what, like, it's the police. The police officers were like, not only are we not going to wear a mask, we're going to take a photo and prove that we're breaking this mandate, prove that we are not going to be protecting and serving people and see what happens. Nothing. But what I don't understand, because Jeremiah came out today. You can be infertile. You can lose your memory. You can't. You cannot breathe. You have a lifetime of blood clots, all type of stuff. The singer, Gemma. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Why do you want that herd immunity? Do you remember? Like, right? I don't do like that's not like, and you don't have health insurance. Yeah. Like I don't. Just, do just for some that? context, um, Jeremiah is a is a you know. Jeremiah. No, a. Jeremiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, yeah, I'm yeah. from Chicago too. Jeremiah, R&B singer from Chicago, he was in um, ICU. He was like three weeks, three weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. for three weeks, we really thought he he might die Uh-oh. because of, of coronavirus, um, and just made it out the hospital just recently. You know what I'm saying? They, ha- they um, hacking a stream. I think. I, they, they, yeah, I think they. Yeah, have, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's a lot of. Not a yeah, yeah, but so somebody. do you do you remember yeah. do you remember just just a few short months ago when police were out here fucking niggas up for not wearing masks? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Literally beating the shit out of people for not grab wearing masks. Grab the black dude off the bus in Philadelphia and threw him off the bus because he didn't have a mask on. And they didn't they, instead of giving him a mask, like they didn't even try to give him a mask. They just grabbed the dude and threw him on the ground, and now you have that. But I did Gave him a uh, mass whooping. He got a mass whooping. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do want to say that though, right? That miracle, that's a quotable. Whiteness means you can opt in and out of laws. That is real talk. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's real. You know what I'm saying? That's a quotable. And 
for those of you who are local to Pittsburgh or know about Pittsburgh, what makes this even more infuriating, that's my word for today, just like just enraging, yeah. is Chuck Saunders, who owns the Savoy restaurant bar, bar lounge in the strip district. He just not only had his business shuttered, they were raided. Yes. Due to not following COVID protocols, they raided that man's that black man's establishment, took out his liquor, over two hundred thousand dollars of liquor, called the media to demoralize him and disrespect him, and literally now this black man's business, his liquor license, is in jeopardy um, because of quote unquote COVID nineteen violations. So how is this white restaurant? able to be like f you to the governor f this man mm-hmm. we have all these lawyers we don't believe in covid we're having indoor dining f that we're doing what we want and this black man who is following covid 19 protocols best he can telling people to wear masks following the the, the guidelines of how many people can be in and out how is he the one who's rated how is his business being taken advantage of mm-hmm. No season, no reason to shut them down. The more season, more reasons to shut you down. You know what Damn. I mean? You seasoning your food, you're gonna get, you know, you're gonna get a felony. You don't season your food, don't season your chicken. That white supremacy works well for you. So, you know, that's why I do be like- having to close the blinds when I'm making chicken at night. I don't want see? to see what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, that's the best that's secret recipe, bro. You know, you that's a secret recipe. Damn, one yeah, I mean it it is to see um it is to see what's happening. Um, Fuck them niggas, terrible. Fuck them. No, I mean, and, and, and just that, you know, for the record, you know, Chuck Sanders, has been, Chuck Sanders has been talking about it. He's been talking about, you know, he believes it's connected to gentrification that, you know, folks have been trying to get his building. They wanted to I mean, they did, they did something similar with Justin in the Shadow Lounge, didn't it? Like, they did something right. very similar. Right. And he had to sell... And and, yep. and, move, and move and now you know we they, haven't you know we haven't had a venue like that since you know what I'm saying they, you know they called in a lot of noise mm-hmm. complaints when they started gentrifying East Liberty the Shadow Lounge all of a sudden became hit with noise complaints and all types of unsightly violations and quality of life crimes and all of these things like that so this is you know this is how they gentrify areas and now you know right. once you actually do that what they'll do is they put up Black Lives Matter signs in those areas once they've evicted all the black people. Yeah. Black lives matter when black people are no longer in existence, and it shows you from this the business perspective to this this kind of executive black people are being our society, our societal culture, our, our thriving is not taken seriously or included in any of the future for. Um, this region. That's why we have to sit there and say there are black people in the future. This is why I literally try to recruit at least five black people to move here every time, every week. Because three, right, black, right. three black people move a day. We have to bring stuff back. Like we have to have places where we can go, where we can still accept it, where we can dress up, have fun, you know, twerk during brunch if that's what we choose to do. And you know. But like they, not all of our, these black-owned bars have been taken out. All, think of all the places people used to go. They're literally closing them down. Noise complaints, violations. Right. Um, right. Have people at twelve five instead of like uh, two o'clock? All type of stuff has been going you know, on. Right, Nikki. Nikki Joe was just on the on the on the chat. We saw, you know, they threw a brick through her. They broke the windows of yeah, the spot yeah, yeah. that she just opened up downtown. You know what I'm Boston, saying? Yo, listen, hold up, hold up. Buy some sea moss from Nikki Joe. I just got, I just got three jars. 
Well, I'm just saying it just goes to miracle things. Uh, shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, when we try to have a place where we own it, we enjoy our, you know, it's always violence against us uh, when we do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, where's our protection? Where are folks coming to help us? Or, or is it just like, you know, it seems to me like Pittsburgh is really just satisfied with being her city in America for black black women, one of the worst cities in America for black people. Are we just satisfied and content with that? You know what I'm saying as well? I mean, I think, you know, before we, before we um, get to the end, I think we also... I need to talk about what happened at Allegheny County Jail. I mean, since we're, yeah, since we're talking yeah. about the region, you know, that um, trash video, has food. Yeah, a video went viral where a brother, you know, uh, basically was like, this is what they gave us at Allegheny County Jail today. And it was bologna, some, some Teddy Grahams and some applesauce. And that was literally their meal. Meanwhile, we have, you know, people being quarantined because COVID is running rampant at Allegheny County Jail. We have a population that's 67% black, even though 13% of the population. Mold on the ceilings, mold on the walls. Right. Mm. We have all of these people that um that that are that that were in the medical uh, field um, that were nurses at Allegheny County Jail coming out talking about how abusive um, um, that situation was, how neglectful they are of, of the prisoners in Allegheny County, um, and they're speaking out and being fired. And this is all under the guise of a quote unquote black warden. It takes us back to like what we were talking about before, like the warden is black because he's black does not mean he's somebody that is. I mean, clearly. He's representative of white supremacy and how he's moving. If you would allow during COVID all of these things to happen under your watch, and then we're going to give you some bologna and some Eddie Grahams and call that a meal? This week been because black people who've been messing up all week. From the, the councilman saying black people don't want to defund the police. Judge Kim Clark at the Jail Oversight Board to Orlando Harper, the warden at the Allegheny County Jail. As a black person, I firmly believe you are put in positions of power to not do harm to other black people. You don't have to be as progressive as we are. You don't have to believe the same, have the same values, morals, worldview, whatever as it may but to actively do harm to other black people i do not get it orlando harper you are a warden of a jail one of the worst jails in america you literally could be like you know what we don't have the resources to take care of our people we don't have all the you know what i'm going to do i'm going to create this type of program i'm going to ask the school of social work i'm going to ask all these people to come and actually help me out you can say you know what these are people people are dying in my jail i'm going to have a press conference i'm going to ask different healthcare workers and providers to come in i'm going to ask judges not to send people here i'm going to ask for people to come this to come and, and clean out this mold this mildew and i'm going to go on record we all know as soon as the wrong person dies in that jail, you are the first person who's going to get fired. First person. We all know as soon as the right person makes a phone call, you are the first person who is going to get blamed. All, all the, the people who protect you now are going to abandon you because you are black. 
and you are going to be the scapegoat. So why not use your power and your position and your authority to actually improve people's fucking lives? I do not understand it. The jail is a cesspool of human rights violations. Mm. People are being sexually assaulted. Mm. People are being starved. People don't have the access to their, their um, tablets. People are not getting access to food. People are not getting their medication. People are in the winter while it's snowing are, are naked in mental health pods on video camera. Why can't you just say, you know what? I'm sick of people yelling at me. I'm sick of these protesters. Come help me fix this. I do not get it. Judge Clark, people have come for you because of the Terrell Johnson situation. You're talking about you're doing a new leaf. You're understanding more about the long impacts of, of policy. Do something. These are people's lives. You are literally allowing people to die in this jail, to get sick in this jail. You are black. You can, there should be something inherent in you to make people's lives better. And I do not understand why, the, for the love of me, you're in a position where you cannot get fired without cause that you just don't fucking act. I don't get it. On a low key, I feel like... I feel like why would anyone even want to be a, a warden if not to uphold white supremacy? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, should we really be, you know what I'm saying, asking him to make change? It's like, why did he even want to be there? You know? Well, I think, I think, man, I think we should uh, add this and send it to him. We're going to just send you a word for miracle this week. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man. We need I to, just want y'all to do get that for yourselves. That's all I want. I want yeah. He was like, who are you coming for? I'm not coming for nobody. I want people to be better. I want people to do better because I feel like I'm, I'm an abolitionist, so I feel like I can't throw anybody away. We live in a globe, right, 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 as Dr. Right. Bailey says, I can't throw you away. All I can do is ask you to do better and be better, right? Because yep. at the end of the day, you are harming other people, and you shouldn't be harming another person. That's what I don't, that's what I can't jive with. You shouldn't yeah. be harming other people. And I would say, I would say to you, to your question, Trouble too. if you're black and going to take that job, like, disrupt. Like, you know, if you're a black person, you're an educator, and you see they are educating our children, like, disrupt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we see the power of... We just had a dope conversation um, um, on, on something else we were doing with Woodland Hill students, but we see the impact of a, a, a dope black principal being on the scene and teachers and administration that care for their students. You know what I'm saying? We've seen the principal got on the call. He said, I just want y'all to know, say whatever y'all want. You can be critical of our school. We don't care. Like, I want y'all to speak y'all truth. Like, so we see, like, it, like... You know, it, it's not to me the position, it's who's serving that position and what are you doing? We're seeing prosecutors, you know, district attorneys getting elected. You saw the dude in, in Los Angeles. He came in like, hey, this is my first day. Check it out. This is what I ain't going to do. <laughs> if you if you underage and doing some bullshit, I ain't going to put you in jail. If you smoking marijuana, I'm not prosecuting that either. He came first day like, yo, check it out. I'm coming here to change things. I'm coming here to disrupt things. And so I think we can do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but you got to have somebody with that heart like Miracle in those positions and somebody that's really, you know, willing to listen to the community. And, and that's what we need. So that's an amen. Um, did we want to get to our Karen of the Week and wrap it up? So we had we had like a, a cavalcade of Terry Cruz's the week. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we didn't name we didn't black people on this show. Man, like, man, yeah, like this this was not a, this was this was not a good week for us. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, um, our our Karen of the week is um, what's her name? Miracle Kelly Loeffler. Mm-hmm. 
Kelly Kelly Loeffler. So for those that don't know, Kelly Loeffler is you know she's running. That's your friend. Uh, that's, your friend. That's, that's your. That's your. <laughs> she's she's running for um so the, the Senate in um in Georgia, Georgia. In Reverend Warnock, and you know she was you know out on the campaign trail, and where was she? With a bunch of white supremacists, where she always is, you know what I'm saying? Always. Ended up taking a selfie like with entourage. Yeah, she ended up taking a selfie with a guy who ran the KKK. This was a guy that almost beat a black man to death, went to prison for it. This is an admitted avowed white supremacist, and of course, he put it on his Facebook page like, "Yo, we back in Kelly, we're gonna do this." And then when she was called out on it, you know, this is the same woman that said she didn't have a racist bone in her body. And I'm gonna tell you what, white they never do. They must, you know. You had racist oh. organs and phalanges. Somebody told me. <laughs> you got racist blood coursing yeah, through your right. damn veins. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm just you know, saying. You know why they don't have a racist bone in their body? Because their bones are white. <laughs> it's because racism's in their brain, bro. Of course, they don't have a racist bone. Your brain's not a bone. Yeah, but I'm just saying to white people, if, if you white people, if you say I don't have a racist bone in my body, you might as well just put on a KKK uniform. Like we know, there's like it's like just like if a white person says I'm colorblind, you are just a straight up white supremacist. Like in my mind, if you say I don't have a racist bone in my body, you are a straight up white supremacist. I mean, that's the point blank period. And so she tried to say she didn't know who that was, but you know, you know, Mira was breaking it down. You said she had been around some white militia people before tried to say she didn't know who that was but i mean we it's i think it's clear you know when you look at what's happening in georgia that you know we need to do what we can so if you know people in georgia they 18 please encourage them to vote for reverend warnock we need that what's going on around in georgia i also want to say you know kelly you wouldn't have this controversy if you were a wearing your mask and having other people be wear their mask because they would have been like that wasn't me i don't know who that was in that picture you know but it was clear as day you know clear as day just selfied up and she just had covid right oh wow. she right. just yeah. had covid so here she is breathing other people's air unmasked on a on a day and it's just like no no and i will say i just learned this week that people are asymptomatic or in the ICU getting sick. So people are dying. Our beds in, in Georgia are filling up. A lot of the places, the rural heartland of the South don't have um, hospitals and you literally out there killing your people. You're killing your voters. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are killing your voters. The herd immunity, now that it's stabling a little bit in the black community, is going to be coming for white folks. And guess what? You're going to be mad when the hospital turns you away. You're going to be mad when the hospital says, we can't help you go home to die. And that's when you should have been seeking the food because, you know, those natural herbs and spices can help you fight off COVID. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, everybody have a good night. See you next week. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> So we are wrapping it up. Um, our call to action um, is, you know, we there. there is, what is our call to action? Miracle support. My birthday is Friday. My birthday is Friday. Oh, celebrate miracle on Friday. But on on top. Oh, wait a minute. This oh wait twenty. We throwing twenties now. Oh, sucky sucky. Um, <laughs> say it won't be him. <laughs> uh, but also, um, on a more serious note, we know that December twenty second is the one year anniversary of the Romeo Tally murder. 
um, by the Wilkinsburg Police Department and the cover-up. And so we are hosting a series of, e of events and, and commemorations um, along with the Romer Talley family. We have a toy drive on the 19th. If you would like to participate in a non-racist, non-fascist toy drive, um, please go to our Facebook page or look on our social media. Um, we can drop off uh, toys, but we'll be at the Community Village Community Forge, I'm sorry, on um, the 19th of December, this Saturday for a 12 and under uh, toy drive. So that's our call to action support the toy drive. We have a One Hood Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. If you want to donate, please make sure you put toys in the subject line so we can make sure we get those receipts because we, um, we have accountants and we do audits and we like to put our money where our mouth is and let our action speak for us. Um, so if you donate, please put toys um, in the action drive on top of that. Yes. And the ta the tally family will be on our, a lot of all of our shows next week. Um, so please like tune in. We also have ask a black doctor tomorrow. I was talking about the COVID and the vaccine and all of that yeah. because you're all just embarrassing me out here unmasked and getting sick and these cases are going up and I was supposed to be in Kenya for my birthday but guess who's here in snowy Pittsburgh because y'all don't want to stay home for two weeks mm. I also, yes I also did want to shout out um, Young Black Motivated Kings and Queens they're also doing a toy drive on December 20th uh, from 4 to 8 um, at, it's it's 920 our 960 um, Western Avenue. It's a grab and go toy drive. So you can just come. You don't got to mingle, have your mask on, grab your toys and go. Um, everything will be sanitized. So shout out to young black motivated Kings and Queens as well. And um, right. We're going to have, you know, what black Pittsburgh needs to know on Tuesday is going to be what black Pittsburgh needs to know about Ramir Talley. Um, and so, yeah, we're definitely going to, um, because that is the anniversary of, you know, his death. And we saw, Again, kind of what Lori Lightfoot did. You know, we saw black people and black women. Can we say her name? Miss uh, Garrett. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Mrs. yeah. Garrett. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mary Garrett. Garrett and, and, and um, what's the Shane. Um, yeah, Kuchu you, Coleman. You know what, Marita? Coleman. There is still time to make this right. There is still time to actually have a, an apology that is yeah. not an on-site apology. There is, there is time to actually call the yeah. family and repair and restore whatever that's happened in this community. Absolutely. There's, there's all, you can always, there's, it's never too late to do the right thing, right? It's never, never too late. late to be human and, and, and to engage and, and to just like go out. And I just hope that as we hit this year anniversary, that you just, you, the mayor's office, the Wilkinsburg police department, the city, the, council who's meeting right now meeting at seven right now that y'all literally just do the right thing apologize to this family fire this officer and engage in some healing circles and some transform transformative justice because we do not need this type of anger hurt and pain in our communities and so like i said never even for Pudo, it's never too late to do the right thing yeah we also want to you know uh, uh just publicly send our condolences to um Rashad Birdsong uh, um, and his family, um, they just lost their grandson, 15-year-old uh, Jafar, to gun violence. So we also want to say, you know, as a call to action, just, you know, sending prayers up for, for that brother, for that family, like as a community, all uh, that's come around him. You know, from all accounts, the young brother was somebody who was just a positive force in the community. 
And, you know, it's just been an outpouring of emotion. And so, like, let's also not forget, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, we, we still have a lot of work to do, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's, you know, I know we're going into the holiday season, um, you know, when you're looking at your loved ones, support your people, support your folks. Um, and, yeah, definitely sending our condolences uh, to that brother and that family. Anything else before we go? Yes. Since um, there's a little bit oh, of chatter. Oh, man. Forgot about white A little bit of chatter in the very beginning of the show about, you know, black women not showing up and people you know, not doing work. There's this book called When and Where I Enter based off the Anna uh, Julia Cooper quote by, you know, Paula Giddings talking about black leaders, black women leaders um, throughout the years. So please go and, and read it. It's a really it's a good book, but it's primarily on black women in uh, America um, and this our contributions to the race and our communities. Um, so please go and, and read that and research and, and figure out how to make actual demands of uh, politicians and how to further policies for your people um, without erasing the work of black women. So this is the book, uh, you know. When and where? Aren't we, I are, yeah, aren't we supposed to get superpowers on the twenty first? Oh yeah, Saturn and Jupiter are going in conjunction. What is it? What's our DNA going to do on the twenty first miracle? Is going to we just do listen? Am I going to get to be a real super villain? Like, am I going to like a like turn super saiyan or something? That would be I hope great. Not. <laughs> <laughs> mean or mean? Mean. Well, we'll be here. We will be back next yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will be back next week. We will be here on the 23rd. You know what I'm saying? With that'll superpowers. Be, that'll be all right. We're gonna be all, we're gonna be on. Um, and that will be our last show of the year. So I don't know. Are we going to do like, are we going to do some like wrap up of like the most racist? We well, Matt, yeah, yo, I mean, yeah, we should. Most, who's the all biggest, biggest racist of the year? I mean, oh, it's just all going to be shit Trump did. Like, I wait, is that the last bro. show of the year? All of Terry Cruises. There was there was somebody there was somebody that lives close to us that said that they had thirty years in black neighborhoods mm, right. <laughs> around black people. You know what I mean? I just and said him to change himself. Well, yeah, so I mean, you know, yeah, it's still it's still time for you too. It's still time for everybody. Oh, we want to use Joe Biden as an outro. We want to go out to Joe. Biden. We should, but yeah, put Joe Biden in there again, man. Put Joe Biden That's in there again. Screaming on black people, so Joe, I'm tired of you niggas body. That's what, that's <laughs> what bro, this, Joe Biden was in office for five minutes. <laughs> he ain't even been in office. He hasn't even been in office yet. This nigga he's already tired of black people. Been elected for like damn, demand on me. Like, come on. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So yeah. So next week we'll have our our, our white supremacy wrap up. I guess you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and we'll go from there. So um. See y'all next time. We'll our race to rehab next week. Yes, race to <laughs> rehab. Um, ask a black doctor tomorrow, uh, and on till tomorrow at twelve o'clock, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Your buns tired of you niggas. <laughs> a lot of people in our community are getting a little anxious because they are not seeing enough of the progress they thought they would have seen at this point. Let's not disappoint them, and let's not get to a place where voters in Georgia begin to second guess. Okay, let me respond. I've got to go. Let me respond. There's a lot to respond to here. Let's get something straight. You shouldn't be disappointed. What I've done so far is more than anybody else has done this far. Okay? Number one. Number two, 
I mean what I say when I say it. I mean what I say when I say it. I'm the only person who's ever run on three platforms that I was told could not possibly win the election. And I never ceased from it. One was on restoring the soul of this country because of what I saw happen in Charlottesville. That was it. No one else was talking about it. The words of presidents matter. Nobody else, no progressive, was talking about it. I did. 